0: welcome everybody to the nuggets of gold podcast today i am here with coach yak coach yak you want to say hi to everyone listening hey how's it going everybody so coach yak if you do not know him he is a big person on 49ers twitter and he contributes to fourth and nine Uh, So, Coach Yak is going to be here today, and we're going to be talking about the 49ers defense and basically how good this defense has been and how it's overcame a lot of injuries and just difficulties throughout the season. So, first off, I want you to start, Coach. What are your initial thoughts when I bring up the 49ers defense? What stands out to you the most?
1: Uh, Right now, it's that they're playing, you know, they're playing as a group. They are you know, they're, they're, they have that next man up mentality. You know, we don't have anything on the outside at defensive end right now due to injuries. But um, once Boson, you know, went down, Ford's obviously been down, and he's been down a lot last year as well. You know, we just – we have guys like Kerry Hyder stepping up. And, you know, I, I'm not a fan of it, but you move Armstead out to end, you know, and he's better obviously inside putting the pressure up the middle. But well, when you got D.J. Jones, who's stepping up, Kevin Gibbons inside. So, I mean, they're just – everybody's playing better just because they know they're depleted. They were depleted, you know, in my, against Miami in the secondary. We're putting practice squad guys out there. So, I mean, it's just – it's almost like they're treating each game on defense knowing that, you know, their key players – like, you know, in my mind, Nick Bosa is the best player on defense. I know everybody loves Fred Warner. I love Fred Warner. You can check my page out, and I, that's, I talk a lot about Fred. But, you know, I was asked by another podcast, 49 Nine Hive, um, if one player went down on defense, you know, who is who is it? Who would be the most critical? And that's Nick Bosa. You can see it. You lose the edge. And now we're, you know, we're we're picking up in other ways. We're picking up in the secondary. Barrett comes in. Uh, you got, again, Kevin Givens. I mean, he's he's been the one. If you, if, if you look at his stats, it doesn't pop, you know, when you look at his, what he's doing this year. But he's winning his one-on-one. You're not going to double-team him. He's constantly disrupting the play in the backfield. He's stringing out the plays to the sideline. Uh, he just had his first career sack this past weekend. And I will say this and I, I haven't really seen too many people say it on Twitter, but when you have uh, Nick Bosa and D Ford on defensive end, right, what do they do? They come down hard. They come down and chase. They chase that running back up the middle. They're going to chase, and that's what they do, and they leave the outside open. Well, we're not getting chewed up as much against these quarterbacks. Like, I mean, many people thought Cam Newton was going to kill us. He wasn't – he didn't run much on us. He didn't do anything like that. You know, we didn't – we 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 got chewed up a little bit against Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz is a very mobile quarterback, and obviously they keep him in the pocket for whatever reason. I don't know. But they obviously used him to roll out against us, and he, you know, he hurt us a little bit with his legs, and obviously on the run made a couple key uh, passes, especially late in that game. But for the most part, like I said, I mean – our ends, yes, they're not getting to the quarterback as much, obviously, compared to what we had with Nick Bosa and Ford. But at the same time, we're we're setting the edge. We're not crashing down hard. And you know, I like, Fred- that,
0: you, I like that you bring that up too, because both Nick Bosa and D Ford were healthy week one, and then Bosa went down week two, but D Ford didn't even play week two. I don't believe. So, I mean, that's, like, the first game, and that's what everyone's been talking about. Oh, they can't stop running quarterbacks. I think it's a little bit, like, overdone because that's part of what makes a lot of those quarterbacks good. And you look at some of those Cardinals-Eagles matchups, and, like, you bring up, like, oh, the quarterback brand. Their offenses aren't lighting up the scoreboard, though, so I still think that they've been doing good at that. But I like that you bring up the guys like Givens and how a lot, like, the the guys that are playing edge now have not been, I guess, letting them – letting the quarterbacks attack us through the ground as much. Because I definitely agree with that.
1: Right. And, and another thing is this. I mean, you got a healthy DJ Jones. Obviously, it looks like he's getting hurt every week, but he's, he's making it through and, for the most part, playing – you know, he's playing every game. I mean, he just uh, posted his uh, career high in uh, tackles for loss. So he's eating up the middle. I mean, it wasn't talked about, obviously, on Twitter, but if you watch the New England game – he had back-to-back plays. He ran over to center who had to step on the quarterback's foot and was a tackle for loss, all right? So that was that was I want to say it was in the fourth quarter and the very next play he runs over the guard. I mean flat out runs over to the point where he did what he did in Seattle against Seattle last year. He runs over the guard and they threw a a rough in the passer on him. He came in and squashed them. But his hands were up in the air like he hit him with his chest. It was like, you know. But they threw the flag on that. But he's just—he's always good for making one or two key plays inside every game. DJ Jones, you I know? think he's I would have to. One. Sorry, what you saying? He's another one that his numbers aren't standing out for the most part, but he's—he's he's disrupting the middle.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I've I've said probably since I've started the podcast. I think DJ Jones is at least one of the most underrated guys on the Niners team, if not the most underrated, because you look at, you brought up how he has a couple plays where he ends the play and he has, and he's a, a very good run, run defender as well. I mean, you see him take up so much space. He is super powerful. Everyone always talks about how powerful Javon Kinlaw is and rightfully so. DJ Jones is also a very powerful player and you see him, Every once in a while, he'll take a guard or a center and just throw them to the ground. Like, and he's he's vicious the way he the way he attacks the quarterback too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they got they got three key guys inside with Ken Law, Gibbons, D.J. Jones. That none of them, if you look at the numbers, obviously, like I've been saying, are standing out. But they're they're doing the dirty work. You got the guys in the trench that are doing the dirty work. They're better against the run. This year than they were last year, um, you know. I think they're, they're, you know, for the most part. I mean, last year they were elite in the secondary, you know, and but that was obviously a big reason why was we were putting so much pressure on there. I mean, again, I'm not taking away what we did last year. We had Sherman who had a phenomenal year last year, you know, and we got Kwan last year. Now we're going to get him back this either this week or next week, Kwan. So that'll be huge, but. You know, Varrett Mosley's been doing really well. Obviously he missed, you know, some time. But again, we're we're doing really good on the back end. Um Tart, he's he's actually obviously he's out now, but he had he's having his best year number wise. You know, I mean Jimmy Ward, he's actually not having nearly as good as a season as he had a year ago, you know. Um and also like Moore replacing him last week. He had another really good game. Um for another guy that's stepping in more last week against New England, he he was coming up making some key hits, couple third down conversions. They tried New England, and he just shut down. Yeah,
0: after he, uh, he flashed right at the beginning a lot.
1: Yeah, he and I flipped up a video with that. The hits you can hear the hits. It's it's he's definitely uh, we like to call it click clack, and um, that's what he was doing out there. You know, yeah. I mean, popping out there.
0: He's a fun guy to watch. Um, just wondering, quick question: going against Seattle next week? I personally would rather have them roll out more than Ward, and I'm a big Ward guy. I've always, I've been a Ward fan since he was on the team. I've always wanted them to hang on to him, and I'm happy that they resigned him last year. Um, even though he struggled a little bit, I still like him a lot. But against Seattle, him up top, I feel a lot more comfortable about guys like DK and Tyler Lockett because those guys spread like they spread the field and they go deep. And war Moore's what? He ran a four three three, I wanna say at the combine. And his game speed is super fast as well. So I I personally think would rather have him out there against Seattle just because of the way Seattle plays. But I just kinda wanted to know what you thought about that.
1: Uh put it this way, be honest with you, it's not gonna be a big difference between, I mean, yeah, Ward's having issues covering if he's gonna be available this week. Um I have no problem with that switch right there. If they're both available, you know the front office is going to go with Ward. That's their guy. They love him. They know he's – um he does have talent. Again, he's struggling in pass coverage. He's Technically, he always has. But um, Russell Wilson is going to get his no matter who's back there. He's going to get his. Uh, we need Mosley to shut down – or not shut down. You're not going to shut down DK, but you're going to have to slow him down. So, if if he's – Going to be able to slow him down. That's going to be key. Uh, Lockett, you know, Kwan's going to be should be back. These backs so that'll that'll be huge for that uh, matchup there. Um, I just my only concern is, I, and I know Russell Wilson hasn't been doing it as often as past years. I just can see him escape escaping whether they're through the C's or the B gaps. I just see um, he's going to be trying to attack those because. You know, we don't have that speed on the outside, you know, like we did with Bosa and Ford. So he's going to probably try to get around the end or he's going to, like I said, attack the B gap. So it's going to be interesting. Our uh, Fred Warner is going to have to have another great game. I mean, obviously he's having his best year yet. Uh, Drake Greenlaw, love him at will. Uh, You know, many, many of us wanted him to be a starter at will this season. Um, so, he's going to be, you know, he's a Seahawks killer. So, he's going to be key. Um, Barrett, obviously, in the secondary. So, we'll be fine. I mean, I could see uh, it's going to be a tight game. Division games, when you've got two talented teams, are usually one score games. They usually go down to the final f- uh, f- series or two. So, I could see the same thing happening there. We just got to be able to um, make key stops on third down against Seattle and get them off the field
0: you got to limit limit your possessions. Third downs are definitely – I mean, that's got to be the biggest thing about this game. You look at how many plays over Russell Wilson's career against the 49ers where it's like – I mean, because even when the 49ers were bad, they would hang in with Seattle in a lot of those games. And then you look and it's like, oh, at the end, Russell Wilson went 5-5 of on third down and they scored on a third down. Like you see so many games like that just like – I don't know, I don't know how many times he's played against the Niners. He probably has a fantastic winning percentage. I know they won 8 in a row at one point. But- yeah, I think
1: like I want to say he's like 13 and 4, I believe it is career-wise, you know. But hey, I look at it like this. You know, he owns the, he does. He owns the 49ers. He does, but let's look at recent all right, we last couple years. You know, I don't I don't give a crap what he did 4 years ago. All right, I, listen, that's or 5 years ago. I don't give a crap. All right, what he's done last year, what he did the uh, the year before, and this year. That's what counts. When you look at something recent, you look at over the last couple years. So, But, again, I mean, he's on pace with with the touchdown pass (laughs) this year to um, challenge a touchdown record passing. So, he's he's definitely um, changed his game a little bit as he's getting older now. He's, you know, just using more of his arm than his legs. But, obviously, he's always going to have those legs there to – to escape pressure and make the key first down with his legs
0: yeah absolutely and, and we might have to see a I mean we are gonna have to see a huge game from Fred Warner too, trying to I don't know how much he'll not really a true quarterback spy or anything because you need him covering all the tight ends that Seattle likes to use but we'll have to see him maybe chase down Russell a couple times and Dre Greenlaw as well you brought up he's the the Seahawks like kryptonite kind of um I mean, he's he's looked so good this year. Uh, I, I remember there was one game, and I think it was the announcer said like the cool, the funny thing about Dre Greenlaw is that he never hits a guy where the guy falls forward. Like he he thumps him, and he that guy oh. falls back every time.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Um, a couple of things I wanted to bring up about the Niners' defense, just to kind of talk about where they're at this year. So if you take away the Dolphins game, if, and Brian Allen is a, a huge reason, I would have to say. Well, not really him specifically, but he was getting torched uh, that game. But if you take away that game, the Niners are averaging just over 15, just allowing over 15 points a game, and that would be first in the NFL. Obviously, you have the Giants, the Jets, and the Eagles. Um, the Patriots' offense isn't very great either. Like you have a lot of teams that aren't that don't have good offenses. Um, but they're also the eighth-ranked defense per D of OA, which is basically like a metric to determine like how good certain defenses are. Um, and so even though it's been a pretty easy schedule, it's, it's huge that they've been able to just not completely collapse with all those injuries. I'm really big. I've always really been really big on this. When you're kind of like projecting how a team's going to do, you got to look at how consistent they have kept their, their team, their roster, their coaching, their management, all that type of stuff um in most sports really but you look at the Niners and going into this year I was like this this is such a it's such a big thing because they're basically bringing back almost the same defense minus DeForest Buckner well now you look at their team and they're missing like nine starters I mean they've missed like almost every single starter at, at every position this year yet they're still able to play really well so I I've been thoroughly impressed um and I, I'm excited for the Richard Sherman's K1 Williams looks like he's going to come back. That is, you brought up the matchup against Tyler Lockett. That could be the the game des- decider right there. That, those two guys, what one can do to Tyler Lockett? Can he can he hang with him at least? Not not necessarily like lock him down, but at least just hang in there, make a couple plays, make a couple big stops on third down, and that that's what the Niners defense has got to do. They've they've kind of turned into not a bend don't break, but they're not as dominant as they were up front. Um, and you see a lot of guys you bring up like, Oh, like these guys are doing their job. They're doing the dirty work. You brought up givens you brought and you know, you brought up all those guys on the inside. I think that is, it's so true because they're not flashing as much as they were last year. I mean, I think like two days ago is the game was like the date of when Nick Bosa had three picks and it and a, no, sorry, a pick and three sacks against the Panthers. And you look at all those like highlight real defensive plays the Niners are still playing very solid defense. So I've been, I've been very impressed. Um, moving forward, where do you kind of expect them to be? Where do you kind of expect them to be around in comparison to the rest of the NFL?
1: Nothing's going to change. They're going to hang like this the rest of the year because they're only going to get healthier. And, you know, we haven't talked about this, but, um, you know, they're, we're blitzing more this year. We're being more creative defensively as a group. We're showing a um, little bit more – I mean, it used to drive me nuts that we would only blitz technically, you know, it seemed to be like only on third downs. Yeah, you know, Robert would send them in now and again through second down, but the third down was when they were blitzing. Now we're, we're seeing a little bit more on second down. So we're, we're changing up our defense a little bit. Now, I don't know if that was due to health, you know, or if it was already – in his off season plans that he want to uh, up that a little bit. I mean, I'm a big believer that you want, you don't want to give quarterbacks time because you can't cover forever. And yes, you know, you have both in Ford last year coming off the edges. So, you know, quarterbacks always getting happy feet. They want to get rid of that ball quicker, but just another backer coming in your face is really gives you a little bit less time to think up the middle. Uh, we're seeing that a little bit this year. So, we're seeing it definitely more than what we saw last year. So we definitely got to give Robert um, his credit there of being more creative. But um, I don't see any change. We're, we're, help's on the way, right? Help is help. So it's on the way. Sherman, hopefully, is back by week 12. Kwan should be back this week here. You know, Ford was out last week on the practice field. You know, I haven't checked this week here. I've been in a car if he was out there today. I'm not sure if he was on the side. But – you know, Kinlaw, too, each week he's growing, he's raw. So each game under his belt, he's going to get a little bit better. So we're going to see what we're seeing now. We're going to see that all year long. Uh, can we get better? Wow. I mean, here's the thing. Trade deadline's coming up in one week. Our cap space is practically nothing unless we restructure contracts. So you figure, um, are we going to get anything to the trade deadline? Are we going to go get an end? Are we going to restructure, restructure a contract to free up three, four, $5 million to take on that? I think we need that. We do definitely, definitely need to bring somebody in. You know, you got Clay Matthews out there that's not even playing. Why is that? I don't know. But, you know, we definitely need help on the edge. But, like I said, I don't see us changing possibly a little bit better, but we're not going to get it worse. So we'll see what's what once, you know, once Sherman's back. Yeah,
0: having having Sherman and K-1 back should be huge because that'll help the defensive front a lot too. Like having Sherman back there, I think it makes the whole defense click a lot better. I'm surprised that Verrett, Mosley, and, I mean, we've seen Akello a little bit, but those guys have been able to hang in there and play. They've played – those three guys have played pretty well in my mind. Um, Jamar Taylor actually was playing really good. I know he had two picks, but just overall, he, he's came in on a couple blitzes, brought some pressure. He's actually done a very solid job in K one as a K one's replacement. Um, but the, if, I mean, I've always heard the saying health is wealth and the Niners definitely agree with that one. I mean, they're just hoping that all these guys come back. Uh, the defensive side isn't even as bad right now as the offensive side. Like we've seen a lot of guys go down, um, but defensively, I mean, the only two guys I can really think that besides Ford, so it would be Ford, Sherman, and Kwan. Those are the only guys that I that I feel like like we need those guys back.
1: You're right. It's going to be interesting when Kwan comes back too. I I love Greenwall. Greenwall. I mean, Greenwall. Jesus, I love him at uh, Will, but they're probably going to move him back to Sam when Kwan comes back. So that's going to be. That's going to be interesting there, because then you're cutting
0: down on his snaps. Um, I'd rather see Greenlaw, at Will, and keep Quan at. Of well, course, around. of course we would, but you know,
1: Coach already said what he's going to do at the beginning of the year. That's not going to change. Yeah, just you know. So that's going to be interesting when Quan comes back, and when he comes back, is it two more games? You know, who knows? But it'll be interesting. All this defense, real quick, though. Offensive line, I'll give – I want to give props to the offensive line real quick on the other side of the ball. Uh, The only reason why is because I would – you know, I've been – you know, I'm an optimistic uh, person on Twitter, and I've been hard on the line, ripping uh, Big Mike, and Trent had a bad game, you know, and communication looked like crap against Miami. And, you know, it just – I just want to say the offensive line really is, has really got it together over the last two weeks. Yes, Kyle's uh, got, gotten to have Jimmy release the ball with, with under two and a half seconds on average against the Rams, which is incredible. So, I mean, he's changing up, getting rid of the ball. He's more creative underneath. Everything's zero to ten yards or negative five to plus ten yards and everything with the, with the end arounds rounds with our receivers. But, you know, at some point – Jimmy is going to have to win the game with his arm, and he's going to have to go downfield. And now that the line has been better in the pass protection, uh, we need uh, – Jimmy's healthy now. We need to see him start going downfield a little bit and um, connecting like he did last year.
0: Yeah, and this is a good team to do it against too, especially if Jamal Adams is still out, which I believe he's going to be. Yeah, they're leaking I mean, Yeah, Yeah, they're, they're- – they do not have a good defensive line or secondary. So, Uh, but I like that you bring up the offensive line because people were, people were criticizing them heavily. And I mean, there was some plays, there were some very bad plays from Mike McGlinchey. I know that they asked him like how he felt he had been playing and he said he'd been playing good and people got really frustrated with that. I didn't really understand that kind of frustration just because I thought like he's trying to, he's trying to stay positive. He's just going to keep going at it. Uh, But Definitely, definitely good to bring up that they've turned around the last couple of weeks. I mean, against the Rams and the Patriots, they look dominant out there.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, and you know, just like you said, with Mike, he's, he's, um, yeah, he did get beat, and you know, everybody has in their mind that Philly game. You know, he just got destroyed off the edge. I mean, we had to keep him back home, just give him protection, or you know, but. I mean, you could give – Mike lost lost some weight in the offseason, so it's easier for a a bigger defensive end to come off that edge. And, you know, if Mike – Mike's better at initiating contact within zero to two yards off that pass protection. When he's dropping back and he's blocking maybe four or five yards deep in death, then he's getting barreled. So I noticed when he's initiating contact a little earlier – that he's make he's better at it that way, but but again, I mean, it all depends on obviously the call to how the lines protecting. But but again, I mean, Mike's always been solid in the run game. No issues there. You know, made a couple, got thrown around in uh, North Jersey earlier in the year. And everybody saw that. But you know, it's you know he's he's definitely in better the last couple games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's probably about it for this episode today, but Coach Yak, I wanted to thank you one more time for coming on. I really appreciate it and really hope everyone enjoyed listening today.
1: I appreciate you having me on. Um, If you ever want to have me again, just give me a heads up and I'll definitely jump on for you, buddy.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.